from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, where we post all sorts of great content, including commentaries, interviews, and features. Just go to facebook.com slash Kennedy and click like. The act of remembering is a respectful way to pay homage to those who have gone before us. We honor our lost loved ones by remembering them, and we are also reminded of the good times we shared with them during their time with us. We set aside public times of memorial to pay tribute to those who have died in terrorist attacks, mass shootings, and other disasters. This Memorial Day weekend is another time of remembrance. It is a time of national reflection to remember that freedom is not free. We remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice and gave their lives on the battlefield to make sure that we continue to enjoy the freedoms that we have in America today. But while Americans remember those who fought for our freedom, America itself is not what it once was. Today, we see freedom greatly diminishing in our country, since a people who cannot govern themselves will be governed by an ever-growing, increasingly intrusive state. And to lose that freedom is to diminish the sacrifices of those we celebrate on Memorial Day. Here now is Dr. D. James Kennedy with more in his message, The Twilight's Last Gleaming. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from the 18th chapter of the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. We shall begin our reading with the first verse. May we hear the inspired word of the living God. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? saith the Lord, Behold, as the clay in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. 
And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. And may God speak to our hearts and minds today through this portion of his holy word, and may his name ever be praised. Amen. Memorial Day is a day when we remember, when we remember those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, who have given their lives that we might enjoy the life and the freedom that we have in America today, and how prone we are to forget to forget the terror that filled the hearts of young 18, 19-year-old men when they landed on the beaches of strange islands that until a few weeks before they'd never even heard of, the anguish and blood of those who lay wounded in foxholes. All of that is forgotten in the midst of our modern pleasures. But today we remember. Woodrow Wilson said that any nation that forgets what it was will not know what it is supposed to be. And we certainly, as a people, have largely forgotten that. It is good for us to remember also what those brave men fought for. Was it for what we see going on today? Never in the history of the world, one writer said, has any nation so quickly jettisoned its system of belief. We have forgotten or rejected what we were and what the founders of this nation meant it to be. We have seen our Christian heritage run through our fingers like sand. One decision by the Supreme Court after another, has removed first one part and another, first prayer and then Bible and then the Ten Commandments and then creation, prayer clubs and Bible studies and prayers at graduation and football games and one thing after another, stripping this culture of any vestige of its Christianity by a group of the elite in this country, the humanist elite, who are determined that they are going to destroy every remembrance of Christianity in America. It reminds me of what Abraham Lincoln said. He said, at what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. And today, we have Hollywood and television and newspapers and the courts all rushing to perform the services of Dr. Death in the suicide of 
Christianity in America. Andrew Jackson said that no people ever lost their liberty until first they had become corrupt. How true that is. We not only have a great moral crisis, but we also have a great financial monetary crisis as well. James Patterson says that these two crises, a moral and monetary crises, both of these cesspools are at the core selfism. And selfism is the very heart of sin, where self becomes God and sin becomes our natural appetite and action. And so we see that our monetary deficit today is simply an aspect of sin. The problem is not one of economics. It is one of sin. It's sad to say that we are seeing the demise of Christian civilization in this nation in our time. One magazine put it this way. The war on standards, they call it. Ugliness has now been enthroned. And in our pictures today, as the ability, the ability to shock has become a replacement for the ability to inspire. Have you noticed that? You see, unbelief cannot inspire. It can only shock. Because we are inspired by the nobler virtues, which are the virtues of God, the virtues of Christianity, of self-sacrifice and heroism. And so we see the evidences of the demise of our Christian civilization ever before us on our screens and sets at home. And if we continue in the way that we're going, I believe that we are going to see such an onslaught on the remaining institutions of Christianity, which remain the only free institutions in this country, and a statist government that, that wants to control everything is not going to be satisfied until it controls Christian schools and Christian institutions and the church itself. And more and more of their lawyers are saying that the freedom of religion is not a constitutional freedom. One of them said that the First Amendment is obsolete. It is simply a statutory freedom that the state grants it to the churches and the state may withdraw it any time they will. We think that we are invincible behind the First Amendment. We have judges and attorneys that are willing to throw that out at a moment's notice. What's happening to American character is tragic indeed. Very few of the Americans believe in the Ten Commandments anymore. Only 13% of Americans said that they believe in all ten of the commandments. Now the figure goes up as the number of commandments comes down. But tragically, we have 
no moral standard, and none is being taught to our students. Do you remember just recently when there were that group of high school boys that were arrested for raping and molesting a number of girl, young girls down as young as 10? Do you remember what one of the students said? I think you should remember this. It is a stinging indictment of our system today. He said, in school, they teach us about condoms and abortion this and abortion that, but they don't give us any rules to live by. Isn't that an indictment? It would be like taking little children and teaching them about guns, how to take them apart, put them together again, how to load them, how to aim them and fire them, giving them a gun and bullets and sending them out without ever telling them whom they should shoot and whom they should not. We would not stand for that, but that's exactly what we're doing in the area of sex education today. And the result, Chuck Colson said, that our graduates from our public schools today are the new barbarians who have no more moral code than the barbarians of old did when they broke down the walls of Rome. At least Rome had to have the barbarians come from outside. We are producing our own right from within that don't know right from wrong and couldn't care less. It's just tragic what is going on in our time. And my friends, may I say that as we have watched the Christian civilization pass away, it has happened in our time, on our watch, and we are responsible. How much time have you spent on your knees praying for America? That this nation may repent. We read today in Jeremiah 18 that God says that if he plant a nation and determine to do good to that nation and to bless that nation, if that nation turn and do evil, that he will pluck it up and tear it down and destroy it. And that's what America is looking forward to. And I can't help but remember the words of Ruth Graham when she said, if America doesn't repent, if God doesn't punish America, he is going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And my friends, God doesn't apologize. We are responsible. Whatever happened to Christianity in America? Our grandchildren might ask. Have you prayed for this country? I mean earnestly pray. I'm going to ask you to do that, to get down on your knees and earnestly pray for America. 
because unless we do, this nation is not going to last. People that lose their liberty, Andrew Jackson said, are those that first become corrupt. And we are indeed becoming corrupt. When is the last time that you wrote a letter to the editor? The only reason the newspaper gets away with what it gets away with is because Christians do nothing. We just sit in our pot of hot water and say, it's getting warmer in here, have you noticed? When is the last time you wrote or called a producer for sponsoring some vile program? When is the last time that you called a network and told them that you didn't appreciate some programming on that network. We need to really stop playing at church and playing at Christians and get serious because, my friends, American Christianity is absolutely being destroyed in our time. Nothing like this has ever happened in history so quickly. Lincoln, on another Memorial Day, at least in part, the remembrance of some who had died at one place, said something which I believe is most apropos to any Memorial Day and dealing with all of those who have died that we might live. Remember these familiar words. He had come to Gettysburg and he said that we are now engaged in a great civil war, testing whether this nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met here on a great battlefield of that war, We've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that this nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. Those brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. It is for us, the living rather, to be dedicated here to that great work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the unfinished task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, but that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people 
shall not perish from the earth. Dear friends, on this Memorial Weekend, may we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. We not, may not give our lives on some bloody field or trench or rice paddy, but may God make us heroes of the faith who will be faithful to Jesus Christ, that we might be living heroes and as brave as those that lie in Flanders Field. Let us remember. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we remember the great sacrifice made by so many hundreds of thousands, might we rededicate our lives to this nation and to those spiritual truths that made it great. And Father, as we remember the supreme sacrifice made by the captain of the well-fought fight, even Jesus Christ, may we dedicate our lives anew that we might be soldiers of the cross, that we might be strong and brave in the army of Christ. O oh Lord, in this critical time in which we live, where so much is at stake, we pray that you will make us what you would have us to be. Bless this land, we pray, O oh God. Bring revival that we may turn from our evil ways. And we ask, O oh God, that this nation might see a new birth of freedom, of freedom from sin through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that his spirit may work mightily from one coast to the other, that Christ might be exalted again. In his name we pray. Amen. I hope you join Dr. Kennedy in his prayer for America and for those who don't yet know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Christ is the only real answer for the future of individuals and for our nation. If you would like to know for certain that you'll be in heaven someday and have life to the full now, you can because Jesus Christ offers heaven as a free gift. We can't earn it and we don't deserve it because of our sin. But God made a way by sending His only Son to die in our place. He paid the penalty we could never pay. And if you would like to receive this gift, simply pray with me right now. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and forgive me for my sins of thought, word, and deed. I repent for the way I've been living and ask you to cleanse me, change me, and make me brand new. Please enable me to live for you from this day forward. Thank you for the free gift of eternal life. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, welcome to the family of God. Jesus Christ himself says, He who believes in me has everlasting life. 
So to help you in this new life, we want to send you the book, Beginning Again, written by Dr. Kennedy. It's a great way to start your walk with God as it's designed for new believers just like you. You'll learn how to pray, how to study the Bible, and even how to tell others about your new faith. Beginning Again is a practical tool that's yours simply for writing to the address on your screen or calling the toll-free number. And may God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy shared with us, our nation has lost sight of its Christian roots and the virtue that came with those roots. And as a result, we are reaping the dissolution of our culture. What will it take to restore the freedoms lost to the forces of secularization? Would America look different if she returned to her constitutional roots? Well, we have a new resource that shows us. It is the brand new book from veteran journalist Robert Knight called A Strong Constitution. What would America look like if we followed the law? In recent decades, the Constitution has been turned on its head. It expressly guarantees us freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom from government intrusion. And yet we see conservative students being punished under draconian speech codes on college campuses. Christian bakers and photographers being hauled into court for exercising their Christian consciences against same-sex marriage. And the IRS targeting Christian and conservative groups because of their beliefs. It simply must stop. Our hard-won freedoms are at stake. In the book, A Strong Constitution, Robert Knight shows us how our chief governing document has been twisted almost beyond recognition. And he provides a roadmap for returning to our constitutional freedoms. We will send you this vital new book as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069, or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $40 or more, we will send you the book, A Strong Constitution, plus Dr. D. James Kennedy's DVD message, The Bible and the Constitution. Nobody was more passionate about proclaiming America's Christian history and how it gave birth to our form of government than Dr. Kennedy. And this classic message was perhaps his clearest, most influential message on that crucial topic. As you donate, you'll also be helping us to train and equip a new generation of leaders who love and understand the Constitution and have the practical tools to make a difference in the halls of power through our D. James Kennedy Center for Christian Statesmanship. So please, contact us right away with a generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069. 
or go online to djkm.org. I'm Frank Wright. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.